You are now listening to an uncut, unedited version of the recording after the latest episode of the You Run Podcast Horror Movie Review. So, yeah, I, I think X went well, cancelled maybe. I think we might have just scraped by on that one. Barely, <laughs> barely. Oh, man. I, honestly, when I started looking into like some of the porn, some of the like celebrity porn and stuff, <laughs> I use my work computer, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, your search history must be atrocious right now. Uh, my search, so I use, I use my work PC for all the stuff I do on the podcast. So I have like a weekly purge where I go through, I go back through like everything I've downloaded and all my search history and clear all that shit down. I don't think my bosses would look. I don't even think they'd give a shit if they did. But I thought Sylvester Stallone porn was probably best not to have on there. <laughs> Can you imagine if that I got out and got around the office and was like, you see what Pop Scott's been looking at on the computer? Especially as like the, the owner of our company is a, a an elderly lady. I say elderly lady, she's not. She's she's late 60s. Um, she's very, very fiery. And she's the sort of person that if she found I'd been looking at Sylvester Stallone porn, the first thing she'd have done is followed the link. After she'd looked at the link, she'd have rung me and gone, can you explain to me, Scott, why I've just watched Sylvester Stallone in a porno? <laughs> Oh dear. I don't think you want to worry about getting cancelled from the X episode. I think you want to get worried about getting cancelled for just calling a 60-year-old lady elderly. This is true. I don't think she listens. I know she hates horror movies. Uh, that's okay. I just feel I just feel the general masses might come for you for saying that 60 is elderly these days. What class is as elderly now? I'm 32 and I feel elderly, but feeling elderly <laughs> and being elderly might be quite quite different. You say feeling that so Last night, I, um, or this morning, I woke up and I had like pains all up my arm, all across my chest. And that's I'm, not a good sign. No, so I, it was on my left arm as well. And I'm, I'm, I'm of the age now where that is a, it's not a concern, but it's something that does occasionally pop in my head. And I sat there, oh, this, is, this isn't really good. This is bad. And then I kind of muddled through all morning. And it wasn't until, I don't know, probably early this afternoon. I went up to my bed and I found in my bed one of my child's toy cars and I had slept on the toy car with it pushing into my chest and into my arm all night. How much of a heavy sleeper are you to do that? Very. Like I can wake up in the middle of the night at the slightest like car door or like a neighbour's front door, 10 street, 10 houses down. If they open that door in the middle of the night, I'm up thinking I'm being burgled. (laughs) No, see, I'll wake up to bangs and bumps, but if I'm uncomfortable, that won't stop me. Um, I fell asleep in a nightclub once. How could you possibly do that? I was stood up, leaned against the wall, holding a beer. That is incredible. That is absolutely <laughs> incredible. My wife, she has a tendency to snore every now and again. Um, she doesn't do it all the time, but like, if she's extremely tired to the point where she will go to bed and zonk out immediately, you can guarantee she's going to snore that night. So I always have to try and get to bed before because I'm like quite a light sleeper so stuff, stuff like that just keeps me awake for hours but if she gets in bed first and snoring I can be awake from like till four o'clock in the morning just sat there tossing and turning and trying to get to sleep because she's no. snoring it's annoying me but like I'm I don't want to wake her up because I know it's not worth the dead arm do, do you so not kind of just take it do you not give like the occasional like elbow in the ribs just to try and make her move to make her stop because Lisa snores bad every night all the time 
oh man, I'd have to have my own bedroom, I think, every night. <laughs> it I'd is... have to be one of those weird couples where we sleep in separate rooms. See, I've got a lot, I think now that, that droning noise is kind of what sends me off to sleep. Uh, the only time that's your white noise yeah (laughs) the only time it causes a problem so she does it not would i say frequently she does it enough that i don't like it so she'll roll over in the middle of the night and be face to face like inches from my face and then snore and it's like she sucks my beard forward it's like oh go away (laughs) yeah you see i can't even do the face to face thing either like i have to be back to back or like spooning because face on face is are you the it's big weird. spoon or the little spoon? Depends what mood I'm in. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> one of those men who kind of likes to be the little spoon every now and again. Everyone likes to be the little spoon every now and then, surely. That's not, <laughs> not just you. <laughs> um, it's only a couple of days till we get to watch Stranger Things again. I'm so excited, man. I am so excited. This season has been outstanding. Do you know where we're at with what's coming? Because I... I keep hearing everyone tell me that there's only one, but then I keep reading articles that say it's two episodes. I think the final thing is like a two hour and 40 minute runtime, but I don't know whether it's broken. It's Netflix. It really doesn't matter whether it's broken. Into uh, episodes or do, not. do you know, this is something that I was talking about at least the other day. So they break Stranger Things down into anywhere from an hour and 10 to an hour and 40 minute episodes. Yeah. But they know 99% of us binge it. Yeah. And we're all happy to go that's a good place to stop. I'll pause it. Why don't they just lump it all together and just give us a, a 15 hour show. I'll quite happily do that. Yeah. But you've got to have that sort of scene closure, haven't you? You've got to have that, and that climactic end one, one TV series that will forever go down in history from doing this perfectly is prison break. And this was a week in week out TV series that you, you had to watch on telly. You didn't have streaming services back in the day. So you would watch that episode and every week it would end on some form of cliffhanger. You'd wait seven days for it to come back around. You'd like, motherfuckers. But, that, um, and Lost as well, done it really well. I was never into Lost. Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't really appeal to me. See, I, I loved Lost, and it was like every week we'd switch on the new one, and I would start literally as it started. I'd go, previously on Lost. At least like every week. It's like, yeah, every week. <laughs> previously on prison break (laughs) i I, I liked prison break but i i think when they went into is it when michael's in the last prison where he's in the really bad prison i think uh, that's kind of yeah i think that's kind of where i come off a little bit because how many times can he end up in prison well, at this point i mean what is he season one he was in the main prison season two he busted out he was on the run for the whole prison. So season three was Panama Prison. That was the only, that was only the second prison he's ever been in. I think he's he's doing all right. Was that the second? I'm sure, did he not end up in three? I'm sure there's three prisons in Prison Break. No, so he did Prison One, which yeah. was a full season of first season, and then he got out, and that whole second season was when Mahone was after him through the FBI chases and all the rest of it. Bearing in mind, I have watched this probably more times than I dare to count. It's one of those seasons where I'll watch it from start to finish. I'll give it like six months, and I'll watch it again. So I, I know my prison break inside out. So season two was the FBI chase where my home was chasing them down. And they go to Panama. And then, then it's season three, they get to Panama. And this was during the writer's strike. So I think you only had like, instead of 24 or 22 episodes, I think you got like 12 or 16. Yeah. Um, and then is in the Panama prison. And then season, what did he do? 
Uh, and then that was it. And then he, oh no, season four, he gets out and it's like this whole big government corruption thing. And then they've got yeah. like this style computer systems. And it's it's like basically like a Mission Impossible season, really. Yeah. And I think um, that was where it kind of lost it a bit for me. I watched it all the way through. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I think I think I enjoyed the earlier stuff more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The earliest is miles better. I mean, after season four, you've got that standalone film where his, um, his partner ends up in jail, the female prison. Yeah. And then after that, there was the latest one which came out a few years ago. Do you remember? Yes, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen. And it was in Iraq. It was like in Iraq. Yes, I have. Yeah, he was uh, like a mystery prisoner, wasn't he? No one. Yeah, knew. and then he had yeah. like the tattoos on his hands at the end. Spoiler alert! It gave him the powers to. Oh, mate, he's fucking stupid. <laughs> I still watched it and enjoyed it, but it's stupid. But he he's um, he's flat out refusing to do any more straight roles now, is he? Because he's the guy who plays him. I can't remember his name. He's a he's a homosexual man, and he said now that he will not play any straight roles he will literally only play roles which involve him portraying his homosexuality it's fair play to him i guess yeah. but your job is being an actor your job is to pretend to be somebody else so i don't quite understand where he's coming from with his career path here no i, I think there's a lot of actors who make decisions like that and then there's other actors who will do literally any old shit you give them yeah a prime example is Michael Caine. How many shit films has he been in? Jaws well, the Revenge is one example. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just a strange statement to make to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I I understand exactly what he's trying to say. But for me, it's just when you're an actor and you spend you, you, your earnings, your career is based on pretending to be somebody else. I don't feel like you can turn around and incorporate your own personal life into that job role and say, that's like me turning around and saying, right, I'm an actor but I'm only going to play roles where I'm a co-host on a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, well, you're not really an actor then, are you? You're just being yourself on that, that screen. Cut, so it's cuts, like... your, um, cuts your role opportunities down considerably. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just feel like it was a real silly statement for him to make in the media. And I, whether he follows through with it, if he does, fair play, whatever, do what you've got to do. But And he is a good actor. There's no denying it. Yeah. yeah, he's really, really good. He was really good in the Resident Evil series. Did you see that? You were mm. not the series, I mean the film franchise. He was Chris Redfield, wasn't he? For a yes, of course film. he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he's good in that. He's he's a good actor. There's no Went, Wentworth Miller. There we go. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. Um, unlike Prison Break, though, I would say Stranger Things has got better season on season. I would say we season... did say this was going to go some strange places, and we've just rambled about Prison Break for ten minutes. Sorry. Yeah, and and now it's going it's going Stranger <laughs> Things, which is kind of where I want it to go because the new season is out tomorrow. Oh, sorry, the last the end of season four is out tomorrow. Um, yes. So I kind of want to I want to talk about it a bit because season three was great. Season four I was expecting to be not as good because let's be honest, seasons tend to get to four or five and fall off completely season I didn't expect four it to, i didn't expect it to dip on quality because of that i expected it to dip on quality because of this year balls up with a pandemic i mean what has it been since season three to four it's been like two and a half years hasn't it 1064 days <laughs> wow well i thought i knew my stranger things that's impressive uh hold on mate one of my uh, one of my kids has, has woken up so you now get to ramble about shit that's behind me i'll see you in a sec Mate, I'm staring at a black wall. Uh, yeah, you see, I don't have the talent or or the ability to be able to ramble like Scott. So I will give it my best. Um, what can I talk to you guys about? 
Stranger Things. Let's go. Let's stick with the wall. Let's stick with where we are. Um, yeah, so Stranger Things, we have season four coming out in just a few days. Um, for me, Stranger Things has been a phenomenal, phenomenal series. It's one that I, I didn't necessarily come into with knowing anything about it, really. It just kind of popped up on my Netflix one day, and I remember seeing it before it was a thing. Because Stranger Things never really became an instant hit where everyone's like, oh, have you seen Stranger Things? I mean, obviously that happened because a few people saw it and caught on and then it became a phenomenon, but it didn't happen overnight. And and I was one of those people who saw it straight away on the first day of release. I think I remember reading like a, a bloody disgusting or a, one of those kind of articles about it saying that it was coming and it had Winona Ryder. And that's what piqued my curiosity more than anything, because she'd been away for a long time. So to see her back on screen again was was really cool. So I think I checked it out based on that alone, because I'm a big fan of Winona Ryder. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. So that got me curious more than anything. And I remember watching it and I was hooked immediately from the first episode. And it kind of snowballed. I think I even binged season one over the space of one night. I think I was up to like three, four o'clock in the morning. I think it started at like eight o'clock. And I, I remember it was almost daylight by the time I'd finished the next day, I was that involved in it. Um, the callbacks, the throwbacks to everything. And as a horror fan, as we all know, it, 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 is, it is catered to our tastes and our, our wants from this kind of stuff. It, it has so many nods and Easter eggs for the fans. Um, Obviously, I don't want to dive into it too much because I want to be able to talk to Scott about it. At the moment, talking to myself feels weird. I don't know how radio hosts do this kind of thing daily. At least they can put records in in between to break things up. Would you like me to sing you a song? Maybe I could sing a song in between. In fact, that would certainly turn off the listeners. I'm not going to try that. Oh, yeah, but that's good timing, mate. I was just about to start doing karaoke, which was not going to end well. <laughs> Mike. My boy is the sweatiest child in the world when he sleeps. It's very hot today as well, isn't it? Yeah, so he, he woke up, he needed to wee, and honest to God, it's like he's just got out of the bath. He's absolutely so... <laughs> <laughs> <Bless> him. <laughs> but so, you... I was just explaining to the listeners how I sort of fell into Stranger Things, because to me, it wasn't, it wasn't the worldwide phenomenon it is now when it first no. came out. Season one came out very much under the radar. And I was explaining basically that it was like a bloody disgusting article or, or one of those kind of online articles that made an announcement regarding Winona Ryder's return to television and, and film. And I've obviously been a big Winona Ryder fan. I was like, oh, this has got me curious. So I knew when it was coming out. And I remember having like a Friday night, I think, and watching it. And being up to like four o'clock in the morning, binging the first season from start to finish. Yeah, I've got a huge crush on Winona Ryder. I love her. She's yeah. outstanding. Yeah. And the, even, even now, she looks incredible. Yeah, she does. The only reason I found Stranger Things is I can't remember. We'd finished watching something and it was, you know, we'd, we, we all do it. You've watched a, C, a series or you've watched four or five films on the bounce and you want something to get stuck into. We'd done that thing where we were just scrolling through Netflix. And I was like, Stranger Things. And Lisa's like, oh, it's about teens. And Lisa's got an issue with like programs that are centered around teen. Like the OC. Yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Lisa's like, this is, it's not for me because I'm not a teen. And I was like, well, yeah. let's, let's try one and see what we think. And after the first one, she's like, next one, next one. And yeah, got through to 
So season one was great. Season two, I didn't think was as good, but I still enjoyed it. Season three was phenomenal. Season four was the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot we all deserved. You see, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly about everything apart from season two. I feel like they they're so varied in season, and then again, I suppose that makes sense. They are so varied in season. Each one handles a different sort of topic or villain. I really like the mind flare in season two. Yeah. I like the I like the idea, and I think he's going to play a big big part. I think he well, Dustin sort of basically said in season four that. The demigod is a so- demigod is like the soldier. Demigod kind of thing is a soldier, and then you've got the foot soldier, which is Vecna. Vecna, and then he was basically saying that he's theorizing that the mind flare is the big the main boss. thing. Um, how far are we going to go with spoilers with this conversation? Are we just going to go deep oh, in and just put yeah, a warning at the beginning? I, I, I'm not being funny. If people haven't seen it now, you've had a month, so tough. Yeah, so I'm going to theorise basically that I think the upside down was was just nothingness, was just emptiness and nothingness. And what I feel is when Eleven busted through, I don't feel like the upside down has anything to do with Eleven or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eleven, any of those things. I don't think they have any connection in the slightest. And what I feel is when Eleven busted through, knocked number one through the portal. He knocked him through into nothingness. The lightning that struck him turned him into this Vecna character. But I feel yeah. like the spores that came off him from the lightning is what created the mind flare. And then he has then built this, this world in this nothingness. Okay, see, I think that the upside down is hell. Okay. I, I'm taking a religious standpoint on it, which they've not even hinted on that in the series at all. But no. I think I think the upside down is hell. The depiction of it and how it's a mirror of earth and it's it's dark and nasty and I, I kind of just get that that vibe from it. And by a very very evil person going in there, of course he's going to end up as a a general in effectively Satan's army. So you feel like the upside down was already pre-established before Vecna's entrance? Yeah. Yeah, but I, the, I think the opening of the portal was something that centered around the mind flare thinking, how do I connect the two? Or, yeah, yeah, I think so. Are you, you back? I'm, I'm assuming you're backing me with the idea that the mind flare is a big bad overall. Yeah, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I think he's big and bad, but I think that there will be something bigger and badder that is going to be at the end of this season. Yeah, because what would like I say, we've only got what two hours and forty minutes left to tie up mm. this season, which I feel is going to handle dealing with the Beckner character. We already saw from the pre-trailer that we've got. Because have you seen the trailer for the last episode? Yeah, yeah. So that I've came got, up at the end of the season, didn't it? Yeah. So I've got a theory, whether I'm right or wrong, but I've got a theory that for in order for them to do away with Beckner, they need someone to replace him. It will be a sacrifice kind of deal. To get rid of him, you need someone to take his place. But the only person who could do that really is Eleven, surely. If is you're it? talking about Steve, mate, and you're going to kill Steve <laughs> off in the theories, I'm not going to be happy. No, I, I, I think it will be Eleven. I think it will be Eleven, and I think Eleven will then have to go against the rest of them, and they will show that it, you don't need supernatural abilities to save the day. That's where I think season five will go. 
what, and they'll save 11 at the end, or... Yeah, yeah, of course, they, they yeah. They're... I don't think they will, mate. I mean, they have seen the backlash from Game of Thrones and the way what they did with Daenerys on that and turned her into the villain. If they mm. do that with 11, I mean, I'll be honest with you, she's not my... She she barely scrapes my top five in terms of favourite characters in the show, so it's not really going to be an issue for me if they decided to take that route with her. I mean, she's had some serious moments throughout where... I'm not really particularly warm to a character or, or like no, the decision she's made. I, I quite like her. One thing I will say is, how many tingles did you get up your arms when um, Vecna turned around and went, hello, Nancy? Oh, when he did the Freddy Krueger stuff, man, that was so oh, cool. Fuck. I mean, and I say that as somebody who has no real sort of love and connection to the Nightmare franchise like you do. I'm only a year into watching these films, so I'm not... You uh, You have grown up loving uh, this diehardly. Literally, the second, like, the first death happened, and then you... They explained that the person was effectively killed in a waking dream. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is Freddy. And then when they go to the Upside Down, the Upside Down is no longer, like, that pale, purpley colour. All of a sudden, it's red like Freddy's boiler room. I was like, oh, man, this is fucking awesome. And then when yeah. you see Vecna and he's got the long taloned hands and you get a shot of him from the side, which is a mirror of Nightmare on Elm Street. And then he's got a bit where he's trying, he's reaching down on Nancy's forehead. Yeah. And if anybody's curious about what we're talking about here, go back through Scott's Instagram page, the Urban podcast page. He's done a reel about this, which literally puts shot for shot next to each other from the Nightmare film and Stranger Things. And it blew my mind because I, as not being such a massive fan, I've only seen the first one a handful of times I didn't really make the obviously I made the connections with the storyline and and the Nancy plots and and the first kill in, Stra in Stranger Things was a clear nod to the the bedroom kill where she's on the ceiling in in the Nightmare yeah. on Street one and I was like that's really really cool but for some like you laid it all out in a reel and it looked fucking awesome I was like holy shit I didn't even put that together that was amazing there's one that I missed that I need to do so the video store's been a big part all the way through yeah um, every season in the video store, there has been a different cardboard cutout stood what in the video it? store. One, uh, this of them was, one, um, one, one of them was the Terminator. Yeah, one of them was the Terminator. That was when they had the, what they called, the flower head killer things. The oh, things the demigorgon. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> yeah. was when they had, that was then they had Terminator. Uh, in the latest one, they had Freddy Krueger. And as soon as I saw it, I was jumping around the living room like, it's fucking Freddy Krueger. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so speaking of Freddy Krueger, we obviously have to touch on Robert England's return in this season four. Were you disappointed by the fact that it was contained to one episode or did you feel it just? And also, while I'm on the conversation, how did you, how, how fucking cool was that younger Freddy Krueger looking guy, by the way? Really, really, really good. Really like good. They, they switched from one scene where it was him as a younger person straight through to later in life, older, older, I don't even remember his name, uh, Victor, older yeah, Victor, Victor in the prison cell. And, and, and the facial structure and nose and everything, it literally could have been the same person. It was so cool. Robert England is an incredibly talented actor. He's done a lot of shit in his career. A lot of shit. I have seen him in some fucking harsh shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, what was the one where is it a fun, fun house massacre? That's dog shit. Um, I but, slated that so badly on Instagram in one of my reviews that the director actually <laughs> actually messaged me and was like, I'm really sorry this film wasn't for you. And it was one of the most awkward experiences I've ever had. <laughs> I had no idea how to handle it. I was like, 
I didn't even know I had this kind of reach, but the director of that film even messaged me and apologised for how dog shit his film was. <laughs> That's amazing. I think, have they made a sequel to that? I think they have. No, there's talks of it, though. There is talks of a sequel to it. He's probably put it all on the back burner now after your review. <laughs> He's probably going to message me and be like, oh, I've made this just for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he might give you an advanced screening. <laughs> I hope so. We can get him on the show. He's advertising. Um, but yeah, R- Robert England in this is at his best acting-wise. Yeah. You can tell that he is now an, an older man. Yeah. And I, I do believe that for him to take the role of Freddie again would be too much for him. I do. And you can tell, like, I, when this first season came out and everyone was like, oh, Robert England's back and you saw him on all the prosthetics and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, well, if he can do that, why can't he do Freddie again? This is very easily contained to one day of filming. He's yeah. in the same location. He doesn't move. He has no interaction with any other characters. You see Nancy and um, Robin at the outside of the cell. Obviously, Silence of the Lambs, throwback, clear, yeah. horrible actor, nod. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised if he even had them in that scene and he was just doing what he did and they intertwined the two. Cause I don't think at any point you really see the two interact, do you? It's, it's switching back between it, the two. It's and flicking editing. between the, the two of them. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they just had him for a day and was like, here's your lines, do what you need to do. We will film you for 12 hours and then you can go on your merry way and we'll make it work. Yeah. I, I think he can be involved in a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie though. He definitely can be involved. There's a couple of ways they could do it. They could do one, which is the idea I've got, where you've got uh, a Freddy who's incredibly weakened. Someone's mentioned his name, which has given him enough oomph just to get back from where he is. And then he possesses some... He, he basically succeeds in doing what he tried to do in number two, which is putting his soul into someone else. The best so you, one in the franchise. Let's not argue. Mate. Mate. Come on, <laughs> uh, but he he could he could succeed in doing that, and for that you again you would have one day of shooting with Robert England. Most of it would be voiceover work of effectively a spirit Freddy. Maybe a couple of shots of him in the full prosthetics before he takes over a new character. The thing is, though, as well these days, the the, the amazing capabilities of of practical effects work and everything else. There's no necessarily reason why you could put. Is it Doug Jones who does all the makeup stuff? Yeah, Doug Jones. Yeah, you could put Doug Jones in a Freddy Krueger mask, and it would look like Robert England. Yeah, if he did the voiceover, he wouldn't necessarily need to go in the makeup chair himself. The the creative talent of people in cinema these days, you could make it look like Robert England was doing the work. Yeah, and and I necessarily need to act it himself. I think the only way. So that's one way I think that it would work, and then you pass the torch on to someone else and. And Robert England either walks away and doesn't be involved anymore, or Robert England then goes on to provide narration for future ones. Yeah. I mean, well, how far along was we, we spoke about the Elijah Wood, um, whether that was on the podcast it, or not, it, it's just one of our many rappers. Yeah, I have no idea, but we spoke about the Elijah Wood, didn't we? Yeah, so Elijah Wood has got a, a script and an idea that he's pitched to the Craven Estate along with, God knows how many other thousand directors and writers. Um, apparently the Craven Estate are going through them and Robert England is part of that process as well. So they're going to pick something. I mean, there's so many options with it. I've said before, the Nightmare franchise is the easiest to work with because you've got no rules. 
I'm not being funny, but if this isn't a fucking what are they an audition? If this season isn't an audition to to the Craven Estate to say, look, give it to us, we will fucking nurse this shit perfectly. I don't know yeah. what is. I, and they, I would I would give them everything. Yeah. With I mean, the budget to go on top of it as well. This, what they've done in Stranger Things, they could have made Vector Freddy Krueger. And they'd done it. That they'd literally rebooted a nightmare on Elm Street, and I would I would have been over the moon with that. As that. Yeah, you don't need the fedora, you don't need the stripy jumper, you don't need yeah. the knife glove, you don't need it. You need the premise and you need the idea. And I think that's where the remake failed. They tried too much to carbon copy. It, it was it was it was two or three shots away from being the exact same as that stupid fucking psycho remake that they did in the 90s. <laughs> What's wrong with that you psycho know? remake? I had Vince Vaughn in it. It's exactly the same <laughs> film. Like it, it's a shot for shot, scene for scene, dialogue for dialogue, same film. What's the point? Just go back yeah. and watch the Hitchcock version. Yeah, that, which is incredibly dull. I reviewed that on the podcast. That was before you were part of the show, wasn't it? Yeah, but I was still communicating with you regularly. I know how much you suffered for that episode. <laughs> oh, man. and I get it. It's a classic, but it's dated and it's dull and not a great deal happens. Which one are you talking about here? The remake? Both. Both. Yeah, they're both exactly the same. (laughs) Um, Apart from ones in colour. Yeah, that is the only difference. They could have just colourised the first one. They've done that with, they they could do that with all the footage from World War II. Just do that with movies from the 60s and don't remake them. Exactly. Exactly. Not because I don't like remakes, just because they're movies from the 60s and they're shit. Well, not even just that, but if you're just going to do something which is scene for scene, what's the fucking point? At least have, at least be a Rob Zombie and do something different, right? (laughs) (laughs) And more on that for another day. Yes, it's like you're trying to provoke me. Um, They're trying to do, um, so they're also trying to get uh, Friday the 13th off the ground. I really hope they do. And you know what? That is how you do a remake. Because that remake that they did for that from... um, the Michael Bay shit. That what's the Michael Bay? Yeah, I know what you mean. It was a two thousand and nine remake, wasn't it? Friday yeah, Michael Bay got his hands on it, but it was from the same production company that did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah. Same story, same characters, just different, and mm. it worked. And it worked very fucking well. I that that Friday the thirteenth film was fantastic. I really really liked it. I've said. I think I've. I don't know if I've said this to you. I've said it to numerous people on over on TikTok, but. If you watch that as a sequel to Jason X, it's better. Yeah, I think we've spoken about it. Um, I think we might have done it on the Elise episode. I think we spoke yeah. about it on the on the um, Freddy versus Jason episode. Yeah, so I if you've got that far in the franchise yet, I'm. I say I haven't got that far in the franchise yet. I'm at the point now with my page where, as much as if I want to watch the new remake of Friday the Thirteenth, I'm like. I can't watch that because I'm only like up to three in the original franchise. <laughs> if I've got if I've got an hour and a half or an hour and forty minutes to spare, I'm going to have to go and watch Friday for um, Friday four. So when I get to it, when I do get to it, which might be six seven months from now, I am going to treat it like a sequel, like you said, and see how yeah, it turns out. D- definitely, did. I enjoyed it so much more as a sequel, thinking it's Earth Two. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, because I'll be watching them in synchronization as well, so it will make logical sense for me to do that, and I'll yeah. see if, if I'll see if my outlook's any different. Yeah, I, I think it will be. Um, other remake that's on the cards is The Exorcist. How do you feel about that? Because I know you love the original. It's not on the cards, is it? It's been no, it's, it's happening. It's but it's not. An, it's not a remake, is it? It's a sequel. A sequel. It's a yeah. Fucking Gordon Green. It's, yeah, it's I, a don't re- even, I don't even know if we've got time for this. To be honest with you, it's a Gordon <laughs> Green involved trilogy that's coming out. 
Yeah, he, he's, he, he likes getting involved in trilogies. Why does he need to make a trilogy? And why does he need... I'm bashing on him, man, but back in 2018, Halloween was phenomenal. It's the best thing in the franchise since the original, apart from four. But he also has a tendency... Do you know what I think he did with that? I think he was agreed to get a remake, and he put so much effort and devotion into it, and he made such a phenomenal film that when it was announced as a trilogy, I feel like he's just thought, shit, I haven't got the same sort of time. He's probably been thinking about doing a Halloween sequel or remake from the existing one for uh, since he was about 14, 15. He's had maybe 20 years to build a story and work on his ideas. Yeah, because you know, he, he's a diehard fan. He loves it the same way I love the franchise. So I feel like he's built this story and created this idea in his mind for such a long period of time. And he's nailed it, absolutely nailed it. And then he's got greedy and he's made a sequel. I'd I'd love to know what good. I'd love to know what he thinks about H four. I might DM him see if he responds. I think he likes it a lot, you know, because he's he, there's a lot of nods throughout his franchise on H four, and I know he nods to a lot of films in series, but he really nods to H four a lot. I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> 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 uh, but no, Stranger Things. I think I think is the best horror horror style series on tv i would probably say the first three seasons were not as dark as this one this one's definitely gone a whole nother level up i mean those contortion scenes where the body twists and breaks and the eyes suck back into the head they're amazing oh honestly yeah it's outstanding it really really is and as much as I like all the other seasons, as, a, as an overall arc, I feel like this does nothing but grow in quality. Something that you can't say for a lot of other TV series. Yeah, did you, at what point did you realise that the guy helping her in the um, Rainbow Room was number one? Not until the reveal. Uh, no, until, no, it was as soon as, it was as soon as she pulled the tag, tag out of him, yeah. I mean, he was very weird and dodgy and, and strange looking. Um, but it, it it was it worked well for me because it did exactly as it expected it to do with the whole Nancy scene in the final series in the final episode, and he was monologuing to Nancy and he and he was explaining to her and he was taking her through this journey of everything and it all came together. There wasn't any particular like there's been quite a lot of TV series and even Stranger Things itself has been has been a culprit for this where you can call it pretty early on where it's going to go. Yeah, I don't feel this season had that at all. No. I was so engrossed by everything that was going on at the compound and, and the way it was going. I was like, what are they doing here? How is this going to, how does this relate? I don't understand how this relates. Do you know, no. I understand that we're trying to bring Eleven's powers back, but I didn't feel like it deserved enough attention as it was getting throughout the series. And yeah. then it all of a sudden just came full circle. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I really liked um, Hopper and um, Joy's arc as well. I thought that was brilliant. The fact that Hopper reached a point where he'd given up. And then as soon as he realised there's a demigorgon there, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I've, I've done this before. And yeah. I, I can help now. I, well, I'm he was in a position there. where he thought he was just out of there and he was on his own and everything was all happy ever after back home. He thought yeah. he was then bringing everybody else back into the danger field. And then as soon as he saw the demigorgon, I keep calling it a demigorgon, like it's a fucking Thomas the Tank Engine. What is it? What's it called? <laughs> it's a demi gorgon. 
demigorgon that's the one so he keeps seeing the demigorgon and uh, and then that was it his mind was like shit this isn't over i'm mm. here for a reason i have a purpose they have sent me here to discover this so i can go back and save out how are they getting back to the main how are they getting back to hawkins now how are they how well, is this left, where where are they they've left are they still in the prison as we finished yeah they're still in the prison as we finished so I, they, I can't they have a thingy at, don't they they have the pilot yeah, they got the pilot, so I know how they're going to get... I can't work out how they're going to bring everyone together. And I can't work out if everyone together is going to happen in the Upside Down or whether Vecna is going to use all the portals and unleash hell on Hawkins. Yeah, so um, I'll do my best to go through where I think this is going to go and then we'll, we'll, we'll come back and see where you are. So I think... I don't think Joyce Hopper... Murray and the pilot are going to make it out of Russia by the end of season four. I think Steve, uh, Robin, and who is he? What's the new guy? Eddie? Eddie. Eddie. He's brilliant. Yeah, I think they're going to go back into the Upside Down to rescue Nancy. They're going to try and battle on with Vector, and I feel one of them are going to die doing so. I feel like Eleven's going to come back and meet up with Dustin, Will, Max, the rest of the kids, they're going to do their thing and it's going to be up to Eleven to go in and save the remaining characters from the Upside Down. They're going to come through from that. Hopper, Joyce, Murray are going to come back. They're all going to meet together in the first episode of season five and that's when they're going to say, shit's going down. This is where we're going for the rest of the season and this is what we want to do to stop it as a team. Okay. You and me are poles apart, so that's going to be quite interesting when we could talk about this tomorrow and decide who was right. So I think Vecna's going to kill Nancy. Yeah, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die at the hands of Vecna. I I think it's going to be Nancy. Um, I think that everyone is going to see that because I think that Hopper and Joy and Joyce. Joyce or Joy? Joyce. Joyce. Uh, Hopper, Joyce, and the other guy, they're going to go through the portal that's obviously in the Russian base and end up in the Upside Down. And I think... Is that still active? Is that still open? They've not said it's not. No, I've got a feeling everyone's going to end up in the Upside Down and see Nancy killed. They're all going to escape through the portal back into the real world. And I think the season will end with all of the portals opening and Vecna releasing his winged beasts out into the world and as that's happening Eleven's going to pull up and get out of a truck I mean my mind is just blown you were talking about going back and somebody replacing Vecna what if Will sees Nancy die and he is the new Vecna replacement and then Eleven and Will have a final showdown that'd be cool would it? Uh, I don't think the fans would be overly on board but I would like that I think that'd be amazing I'm not very warm to Will anyways. Uh, not Will, sorry. I do apologise. Is it Will? No, it's not Will. It's uh, Mike. Mike. Yeah, sorry, no, Mike. I, know, I, knew who you, I knew who you meant. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, so he sees his sister die and he loses his mind. And 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 then he, I don't know how they would possibly do it or how it would possibly no. tie together. It would probably be a reference to some sort of morphing but, film from the, from the 80s, but they could scan Mike into becoming the new foot soldier for, for the mind flare. And yeah, I mean, have to take him down. Their writing is exceptional. I, I don't know whether they because it, it ends season five is the last season. I don't know whether they had this written 
start to finish and they knew roughly where they were going with this. But at they no said point, they'd already. They said it was it was announced that they'd always had it planned as a three season arc. So, so they must have had it. a beginning, middle, and end, and they must have somehow along the way decided we can expand this, we can expand that, we can. Yeah, and I like that. I know when this ends, everyone will be screaming for it to come back when it's gone completely. But I really when... hope they don't. No, I don't. I I want uh, I want for once in my life. I have gone through everything, Strange, uh, Game of Thrones, Prison Break, Hannibal, even Hannibal, which is one of my all-time favourite horror TV shows, is, one of, is fucking outstanding. And that hasn't ended through bad writing or through choice. I just got cancelled and I'm still very upset about it to this day. <laughs> but I, for once in my lifetime, would like to have a season of television where it starts middle and ends solidly from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, this is a TV series that I will binge for the rest of my life, without a doubt. If, if it ends solidly, if it ends badly, it will forever turn my opinion on it, the same yeah. way that Game of Thrones did. Game of Thrones is solid right through to season four. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. You get to season five or six, however far it went, it just tints everything that could be for it, and you're like, fucking hell. I yeah, and watching I, that again because I know where it's going. <laughs> yeah, and I think if if they do a, a, a clear-cut end and they end it and they stop, I'm happy with that. If in a decade someone wants to remake that series, they'd have to have balls of steel. But if someone wants to remake that in a decade with new technology where we live it through VR and we're actually one of the characters or whatever, then I'm on board for that. If they want to do a remake of it, fine. But if it's going to end and you're saying it's over, actually have it end and be over. I love remakes. I'd see a remake of it. But if you're going to stop it, stop it. Yeah, I'm, I don't want a remake. I don't want spin-offs. I don't want this is the end of their story, but there's still more <laughs> to tell from the upside down. If they do that, I'll be fucking furious. If we get a new series spin-off called Stranger Things Rehash <laughs> or Stranger Things upside down layer or something stupid <laughs> like that and it's, it's a completely different story with completely new characters and it's it's the same premise and, and obscure same. stuff yeah, one. obscure stuff that's even better yeah <laughs> Un stranger things um it, do you know and it's like do you know i just don't want that i don't want that like uh, what did they've done that in the walking dead man they did the, oh, the, the walking dead fear become... the walking dead and then they've got the fucking walking the dead one where... wonderful world or whatever it's fucking yeah that's shit actually i haven't even seen and then now they're on about oh the walking dead's coming to its final season but just to let you know we're going to announce that there's a daryl and carol spin-off so you know they're safe there's they're also a, a maggie and negan spin-off yeah so you know they're not going to die don't worry about feeling any sort of fucking tension towards the last episode that they're in <laughs> And it's like, fuck off, man. Like, what's the point? You know, what's the point? I think with The Walking Dead, I think they fell foul of the... They didn't know where it was going. So The Walking Dead was a one-off series. That's what it was going to be. And it was an absolute phenomenon. And they went, oh, shit, where do we go now? And then they built it. They've done a really good job. Even now, I still watch it. It, It's The last season's been pretty good, to be fair. But there's been a couple of seasons in there where I'm like, why am I still? Why am I still giving this my time? And there's yeah. it's one of well, those. I'm up, to, I'm up to the pandemic episode. So when we went into the lockdown due to COVID and stuff like that, they did the end of the season, which was the snow episode, the first ever snow episode we've seen in The Walking Dead. Yeah. And then from that point on, we had individual branching episodes from each character. I haven't watched any of that, so that's how far back I am. Yeah. So uh, the, the the Walking Dead, I 
I find it's one of those seasons where I get to the point where I go, oh, do you know what? I'm fucking done. I can't do anymore. I, I'm, 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 I'm losing interest in it now. And then just as I hit that point, something will happen. And I'll go, oh man, that's fucking amazing. And nine times out of 10 centered around Negan. He's such a good character. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is incredible as Negan. Yeah, he gets a lot of backlash as well, doesn't he, for, for his role in this? Yeah, because he's not he's not true to the comics, which I've never read. I'm not gonna not gonna lie and say I have. I've read one. I got bought a um, I got bought one for Christmas about five years ago, and I read that. Um, yeah, I've I've got I don't have the comics pair issue, but I had the com, not the compendium. You have a volume, so you don't yeah, like the that's what I got. Black like and a, white, and then you've got like a number one on the, yeah. on the spine. It's like sort of like half an inch thick. Yeah, I think I got I, like the first six or seven. Oh, see, I got one of those and read one of those. Yeah, I've got like the first six or seven. I don't think I've got them in here in the in the in the office actually. I've got them upstairs in a box in the loft, but I I've I've read probably the same as you the first one. <laughs> yeah, and it was okay, but I'm I'm not a comic person. I never have been. I've never been one to sit there and read comics. And it's not been it was never my thing. My thing's always been movies. Yeah, same. I mean I don't read, which you know, as as you know, I don't I don't necessarily read. Um I read a lot nowadays because I have a daughter, but I'm currently working my way through the Julia Donaldson snail on a whale and zog and, and <laughs> stick man and room on the broom. It's not quite the level you're uh, at. Your Stephen we're, King collection. Well, we're at, um, so with the kids, I, I read kids bedtime stories every night. So we've got Runaway P. Uh, we've got Detective Dog Nell. And oh, what's the other one? Oh, we've uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. That's a Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Trees every night. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We, we we're doing Peter Rabbit, so we're working our way through the Beatrix Potter collection. But but the Julia Donaldson stuff is the one that's is really doing everything. It's like Zog, and then there's Zog and the Flying Doctors, and then we've got Scarecrow Wedding. And do you know they come out every year on the BBC? I don't know if you know they're like a stop. I don't know you won't know because you hate stop animation. But it's a, it's like it comes out every Christmas and it's like a twenty five minute episode. It basically they do a book each year. I mean they've just announced uh, okay. this year they're doing the Smegs and the Smooths, which is another one of the books. I I know full well that you are not taking any of this in, but whoever's listening in oh, children, who is I'm... reading Julia Donaldson will get what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a momentous occasion that they've just announced that they're doing the Smegs <laughs> and the Smooths. <laughs> Do you know you're actually more excited for that than you are for Halloween Ends? I can see the I, joy I think in I your am. Face. I think I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. So we've got some books that the kids really like that I'll read every night. They're repetitive books and then we'll read a new book. Um, but some of the books we read repeatedly, I know them without even picking the book up now. I don't know if you do you do that. Is there some books that you could just recite from the top of your head? Yeah, all the Julia Donaldson ones. That's, really? I got it. I could sit here and read you the entire. No, I'm not going to, but I could no. read you the entire one of those books. I've got the um, what I have bought. I've just bought the uh, Rudyard Kipling's. Oh. Do you know, know before like, you, like before no you. Before you finish that, I can't believe we've gone from a movie about pornos and now we're talking about children's books. <laughs> yeah, the, what a transition! Hashtags for this are going to have to be very, very careful. Um, 
the uh, yeah the Rudyard Kipling so stories that's it so stories so it's like how the leopard got its stripes and mm. no leopards don't have stripes how the leopard got its spots and yeah. how the giraffe got its long neck and things like that I think it's a bit too advanced it doesn't have pictures and stuff and I'm not talking just for me I'm talking for my daughter she doesn't pay attention to it um but when she gets a bit older I'm, I'm hoping to to tackle that one and try and get through there's like Eni Blyton as well I remember reading Eni Blyton books when I was a kid so I'm going to try and find some of those yeah, the, the one that I read to to Kane when he was younger. Kane's Kane's a man now. He's fucking six foot two, and yeah, he's not. Gets you, get you in a headlock regularly. Uh, he could. Do, do you know he's reached that point now where every now and then he'll look, and he's got that look of you told me what to do. Do I do it? <laughs> Which scares me because he's much bigger than me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, when he was growing up, we used to read the Gruffalo. Yeah, well, the Gruffalo's Julia Donaldson. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, so she did the Gruffalo. The Gruffalo and, and the Gruffalo's, Gruffalo's Child. The Gruffalo's Child. And then her and other Stick books Man. that she's done. Yeah, Stickman. Hmm. These are all Julia Donaldson books, and they and they come out each year on the BBC. Oh, okay. they, do, they, do, they do one of her books each year on the BBC. So. I'm a little bit more in, into that now, because I love the Gruffalo. Yeah, the Gruffalo's awesome. Um, and it's Martin Freeman who voices a mouse in the BBC version. And Rob Brydon's like a real big part of it, and Lenny Henry, and they do all the voices and stuff. That um, could be turned into a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it's cool, man. It's cool. The Julia Donaldson books are outstanding. They really, really are good. And and when you read them, they're so... I can't believe we're doing a fully dedicated episode to Julia <laughs> Donaldson. But when you read them, they're all, they're all rhythmic. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they're so easy that, to remember. Yeah, so they're real free-flowing. Obviously, my daughter's only two. She's only just started, like, talking and stuff like that. But we do this thing where... I'll read the sentence and I'll always leave the last word out. But because they all rhyme and have like and then parallel each other, she'll always know the last word of the sentence. Do you do the voices? I do. I'm an expert on doing the voices. Oh, I do the but voices. Because she's too. my only audience and she's not a critic. Yeah. So it doesn't but, matter. I can see, go mad and she, <laughs> she'll laugh her head off. But nobody see, Lisa, else is listening. Lisa won't. If Lisa does bedtime stories, Lisa just reads the book. Monitor and, all the way through. Yeah, and like Lisa will listen to me through the monitor, and I'm fucking roaring and jumping up and down. She's like, and then I'll be up there for like an hour and a half. And I'll come down. She's like, and you wonder why they don't get to sleep. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she's like, at one point, I could see you on the monitor. She said you're like crawling up the bed like a lion, going rah. And you're expecting <laughs> the kids to go, okay, night night. <laughs> uh, I can I can turn it down though. Like, I can tell when she's getting really really tired. So. I'm usually quite eccentric and, and loud and, and, and very descriptive with the stuff, but I know when she's getting to the point where I wanted to go to sleep, she's getting tired, I can proper drop it down really low. And I'll read it like this, and every word will be drawn out all the way through the book, and you can guarantee, Bosh, she's gone. Maybe, she's gone. maybe we should do that on the show. About 40 minutes in, just slow it all down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should do that when we get to quiz quiz yeah when, when we get to broken spirit we should slow it right down we might need to because people are struggling man. people are struggling with that quiz <sighs> Do you know, and i know you keep bashing me you keep calling me out each week on your stories but <laughs> you're calling everyone else champion no one's got past three i've done like five or six so far i'm 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 the leading champion technically <laughs> you're not because you got no points twice yeah but that's only due to my own self i don't even know what you call it Stupidity, arrogance. yeah, stupidity <laughs> and arrogance, and I need to see it through to the end. But yeah, thing, I've, I've I've got like six questions so far. Thing is, who've we got coming up? So we've got uh, we've got Skellington, 
fan and um, and Nightmare Films coming on together. Uh, our first tag team duo. I think um, they could do well together. I'm feeling they're going to do pretty well. Uh, then we've got what have we got after that? We've got we've got Heather. Heather's due on. Heather is a strong contender to do well. Mm. But she's like me. She's a gambler. Yeah, she is. And if she gets it wrong, she's going to shout so much abuse at me. And then I'm going to get it again on True Crime. We'll have to just make sure that when we record that episode, we'll put it right back. So we do Broken Spirit. We'll do our roundups. We'll do everything. So right, Broken Spirit. Right, see you later. Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's fine for you, because then I have to record with her the following week to do True Crime. Yeah, but I'd have to see it till next season, so it's all right oh, for me. Excellent. Uh, then who have we got off that? we got uh, Tom, who's one of my friends. Um, who's He's fairly knowledgeable. Um, and then for our... Yeah, that's our se- Tom's our season finale. And then we've got the franchise head-to-head as our bonus episode, um, which is Mr. Tazzy. I'm, I know he his horror knowledge is outstanding. Yeah. We could have someone do it again final episode of the the season i am under no illusion that you're not gonna make me do it again by the end of the season so i may depending on how things work work out i may walk oh now i've told you this you might not do it just out of principle yeah no you can start you can start double zero (laughs) yeah Yeah, but you have the opportunity to put me on triple zero so are you going to take it (laughs) oh this is true and i know at some point you are going to sting me with it um in so so everyone knows i've got a little spreadsheet where I keep track of the episodes of what's coming up and who guests are when we're recording and all that kind of stuff. Um, so on there, I've got two episodes that I've put a big red line through that I think are potentially the episodes that Mark is going to try and fuck me on. Um, and in the lead up to those episodes, I am going to work extra hard to make sure I know everything. Yeah, I might just purposely fuck you off then and just be like, right, I just need you to pop online for a minute just so we could just record something real simple and just release it as its own episode. That the episode be... that broke Scott, not that broken would... spirit, the episode that destroyed Scott's soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it uh, would be about two minutes long. I, I know I'm going to crush you, man. I'm going to make this so hard if I do do it. Though. Do you know the stupid thing is, though, you, you've said this to me loads of times in messages and when we've spoken off the air and all that kind of stuff. If you go with the hardest quiz you do and I get the first two right, you're going to start to panic. You, you're going to go, oh, fuck. Did I not go hard enough? No, you, because it, I am going as hard as I possibly can go. Yeah, if you hit me with something like, what year was the, a, a really obscure film released and I hit you with the month and then I go, actually, I hit you with the date and then go, actually, it was that month in that date. You're going to be like, shit. No, because my questions will be, I'll start off real easy. So it'll be like, um, name the entire cast of Halloween 4 in order of appearance. <laughs> But just start you off real simple. Obviously, question one. <laughs> oh, yeah, excellent. Can't wait. <laughs> um, I'm going to get on and let you get on. Um, next week, we've got The Shining. We have indeed. I'm very excited. Which... I've never seen it. So it's going to be a very, very enjoyable episode for you, I'm sure. I know you're I'm... Oh, fanboy doesn't even cover it. It's the greatest horror movie ever made. And I will argue that till the day I die. Depending on that, you've been really nasty to me about Halloween 4, so I might just crush this just to piss you off, to be honest. I feel like I'm owed one anyway, so why not? Well, not only that, I have said to you, if you can get a reference for H4 in there, you can have H4. You've got to to directly link the two. You've got to say, this is what happened in H4, 
And that's exactly the same as the shining. And you need to nail that. And if you nail that, I will buckle. And then after the shining, we will do Halloween for. This is very true. You did say that. I'd forgotten I you said that. And now I only have a, a week before recording to work out how I can do that. Yeah, see, I I've did... already watched the film as well and done some sort of pre-prep. So I'm going to go back and dig deep. I'm going to dig yeah. real deep. Yeah, because do you know what? I'm actually going to make that a feature. On the Shining episode, we're going to make that a feature where it's a separate entity where you can just have a go and throw lots of these at me and I can go, nope, 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 nope. No H yeah. more for you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to shoot. I'll speak to you later on. Yeah, cheers, guys. See you later, mate. Thank you for listening to our latest edition of Horror Movie News. Uh, if you like this and you want to check out the main show, make sure you head over to our website, which is yourunpodcast.com. Remember, you run the show.